All we really need Is just a little more money And the future would be clear Every day bright and sunny If we had more cows in the land Of milk and honey Everything would be fine With a little more money I know somewhere There's got to be a stash And all we got to do Is get our hands on that cash Things wouldn't be so tense If we had more dollars and cents And cents enough To somehow make it last All it takes is more money Just a little more money And the future would be clear Every day bright and sunny If we had more cows in the land Of milk and honey Everything would be fine With a little more money Yeah, there'd be less fighting Be a lot less greed Everybody would have Everything they need I bet we could feed the hungry Maybe even clothe the poor And everyone would have Everything that they wish for With a little more money Just a little more money Yeah, the future would be clear And every day bright and sunny Just a few more cows In the land of milk and honey Everything will be fine With just a little more money If everybody would work Like they needed to There'd be a lot less work For those of us that have to Jobs would be done right And no one could complain And We'd all have money to spend with each other again If we had more money Just a little more money Ah, the future would be clear And every day bright and sunny If we had more cows in the land of milk and honey Everything would be fine With a little more money If we had more cows in the land of milk and honey Everything would be fine With a little more money Well, we kick off our countdown of the sins that will do you in here from Brother Chuck's Church of Common Sense this week with a double whammy coming in at sin number five. It's the sin of arrogance and greed combined into one. Arrogance and greed get us started on this week's countdown. Well, there's been quite a bit of talk about sports this week. Whether you're a sports fan or not, you've undoubtedly heard about it. The NCAA committee selecting the Final Four to play for the championship in college football. Yes, the final four teams have been decided, but what was the motivating factor in the decision? Well, in our humble opinion, we think it was the good old-fashioned sin of greed, and we'll tell you why in just a bit. 
But it's a sin of arrogance as well. The NCAA saying, we're going to do what we want, opinions be damned. And so they did. They chose Michigan, Washington, two teams that obviously deserve to be in the playoffs, Texas and Alabama, questionably about the last two for the college football playoff. Now, they started this format back in 2014. In this format, Florida State won the national championship a few years back. But this year, Florida State, even though they went 13-0 and and won their conference championship, a Power 5 conference, the ACC, Florida State, the Seminoles, were snubbed from participating in the tournament. Now, it's a somewhat dramatic end to the four-team format. This year's selection committee doesn't give a damn because next year they go to 12 teams and say, well, well, we changed it up anyway. But in the meantime, head coach Mike Norvell of Florida State University quoted as saying, what is the point of playing games? And by the way, that quote has appeared on billboards all throughout the South, including one on the main drag that goes right through Florida State University, Tennessee Avenue in Tallahassee. Norvell let loose on the committee, saying his team was snubbed and that he was disgusted and infuriated. A small group of people decided they knew better than everybody else the results of the games. Now, the committee reasoned that because the lead quarterback, Jordan Travis, got injured and they probably weren't going to go very far in the playoffs anyway, well, they saw it better to put Alabama, who beat the number one school in the country prior to the playoffs, Georgia, into the playoffs, and Texas, whose only loss was to Alabama in there. It makes it somewhat sexy, and we'll get to that in just a second. But is it fair... And was it motivated by greed? Well, do you really think for one moment that it was about the four best teams? Consider this. Texas, a one-loss team that makes it in, leaving the Big 12 next year for the SEC. What does Texas bring you? Well, it brings you Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, and Austin. Many, many more cities around the great state of Texas, but it brings you market number five, market number seven, market number 31, and market number 35. Four top 40 markets in TV viewership just by putting the Longhorns in. Now, putting Georgia in would have most certainly brought in Atlanta. Atlanta's TV market number seven. Or check that market number eight. But guess what? You're going to get that market anyway because people will tune in hoping to see Alabama get beat. Now, what happens when you put Alabama? Well, of course, you get the biggest two markets in Alabama. Birmingham, which includes the city of Tuscaloosa. That's market number 45. And then the market of Mobile, which has their own college in the University of South Alabama, but a lot of followers of the Crimson Tide there. They're market number 58. But hold on. You've got those Saban haters and those anti-Bama fans from all across the South hoping to watch the tide get rolled again. Where do they come from? Well, let's take a look. If you put in Alabama, you get Atlanta, you get Nashville, which is market number 27, and the Volunteers, you get New Orleans, market number 50, a lot of LSU fans there, 
You get the Hog fans in Little Rock hoping to watch Alabama lose. That's market number 60. Of course, you get Knoxville, Tennessee, and the Vols fans there, market number 61. Yes, you get the Missouri Tiger fans, too. Springfield, market number 75. What about those Gamecocks? Yes, Columbia, South Carolina, market number 76. They'll be tuning in to watch Saban lose. Chattanooga, Tennessee at market 84. Charleston, South Carolina, market number 88. And last but certainly not least, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, eking in the top 100, market number 95. Okay. So let's say Bama wins. Yawn, another trophy. Talk of Saban retiring. All the haters tuning in. Big, big, big TV ratings. Now, Michigan is a lock. That brings you the Detroit market and the Northern viewership, market number 14. But if they win, Harbaugh's disgrace for his cheating scandal that erupted at the end of the year, causing him to be kicked out of the last two or three games in the regular season, so the Wolverines championship would most likely contain an asterisk by it. The Huskies from Washington, by the way, uh, Seattle is market number 12. If the Huskies get in, they'd erase that doubt as to who they were in college football after all. And then, of course, there's the long shot of a rematch between Texas and Alabama, the game that caused these two teams to be in there. Yes, that's right. Alabama lost to Texas, and then Texas lost later on in the year, but they beat Alabama. A long shot, but sexy as referred to in the sports world if they had a rematch of that for the national championship. So what's it all come down to? It comes down to money. The more viewers, the more money they can charge for advertising and television commercials. Was it wrong? It depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to make more money, it was absolutely right. Here's the bottom line. Michigan, Washington, congratulations. Great seasons, you're locked. Undefeated, you're in. You won your conference championships, way to go. Florida State, you went undefeated. You won your conference championship. Sorry, you got screwed. Nick Saban, Alabama, as usual, you got a kiss. Texas, you got lucky. Georgia, you got dissed. And arrogance and greed control once again the fate of who will be this year's NCAA football champion. Brother Chuck here from the pulpit of the Church of Common Sense. Well, my coffee's cold, my car won't start, I'm gonna be late for work. Couldn't find a pair of clean underwear, there's a button missing off my shirt. My cell phone's dead, the internet's down, and the cat's in heat again. As mornings go, it's a big zero on a scale of one to ten. There can only be one reason this is happening to me. I'm the unwilling victim of a conspiracy. They're out to get us all, I swear you just can't trust them. I know who to blame, it's the Russians. It's raining through the hole in my waterproof umbrella. My double ultra whiteners done turned my TV yeller. TV has preempted all my favorite shows. And there ain't no songs I recognize on the radio. Oh, the neighbor across the street just put up a new fence. Oh, they even got new window shades. That ain't no coincidence. 
My toilet started making funny sounds each time I flush it And I know who's to blame, it's the Russians Yeah, we all know they're watching every single move I bet they're even listening to what we're saying too They'll hack us, they'll attack us, they'll make things a mess Oh, when and where they'll strike next is anybody's guess Everything that goes wrong or can't be figured out If it cannot be explained, then there is no doubt There really is no need for any more discussion I know who to blame, it's the Russians Yep, darn tootin' This is the work of Putin Telling you, they got eyes, they got spies, and I just despise their lies. Yeah, we all know they're a watching every single move. I bet they're listening in on what we're saying too. They'll hack us, they'll attack us, they'll make things a mess. Just when and where they'll strike next is anybody's Everything that goes wrong or can't be figured out If it cannot be explained, then there is no doubt There really is no need for any more discussion I know who to blame, it's the Russians Yeah, I know who to blame, it's the Russians Yep Maybe even the Chinese. And thought about that. Well, let's kick it into high gear with our sins of the week here. We're up to sin number four of the week now, and that is the sin of deception here with Brother Chuck and the Church of Common Sense. Yes, it's time to blame the Russians again. Oh, boy. One has to wonder, are we running out of excuses? <laughs> we may be. The White House is warning if we run out of Ukraine funding, the Russians are going to take over the country. And like our funding has stopped them from taking over the country. The Russians have what they want. They don't want the entire country of Ukraine. They want that one very fertile region over there that, from what I can understand, what I glean from my studies about the area, is a very, a very crop-producing region, if you will, that produces a lot of, of necessary crops for food, which used to come to us, and apparently Russia now has it, so we're not getting that anymore. But nobody's telling you about that. It's all under the sin of deception. Nobody's telling you that part of the reason that food prices are going up all across the United States is the fact that we're not getting potatoes and certain grains that we used to get from the Ukraine. And now, Here's the good old-fashioned sin of deception again. Oh, if we don't stop, if we don't continue giving Ukraine money, they're going to lose the war to Russia. I've got news for you. They've already lost the war to Russia. Russia has gotten everything from the Ukraine they want. But nonetheless, the deception continues. Shalanda Young, the White House's budget chief, 
has sent letters to leaders of Congress saying, if additional funding for Ukraine isn't approved before the end of the year, ding, 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 we can't continue equipping Ukraine to fend off the invasion of Russia. She says there is no magical pot of funding available. Well, we know that. Biden has already asked for $106 billion, and much of that going towards Ukraine. As a matter of fact, more of that going for the war in Ukraine than for the support of Israel in their skirmish. So what do you do? Republicans object to providing Ukraine with more cash because they're tired. Listen, it's not a hot-button issue anymore. Uh, in, in the beginning, when it was a big media issue, oh, my God, we've got to help out Ukraine. And I feel for the Ukraine. I know that they are going through some hard times, and they have been for quite a while. But this is, as we've known all along, not going to be a quick ending to the skirmish. It's going to go on for years. It's been going on for years between Russia and the Ukraine because Russia thinks that part of Ukraine is still there. Russia thinks all of the Ukraine is still theirs, but they don't want all of it. They just want that one very fertile part of ground that they needed. They now control it. Zelensky says they control it. He's given up. So if we continue giving Ukraine money, basically it's not to fend off the Russian invasion. It's just because Ukraine needs money and wants money, and we're giving it to them, and it's money that we could be spending somewhere else. But nonetheless, it's all in the blame the Russians time again. Oh, my God, we got to blame the Russians. Deception. Sin number four on our countdown this week of the sins that'll do you in and Brother Chuck from the pulpit of the Church of Common Sense. If he's old enough to cast a vote, put a rifle in his hand. Then his right to choose, he finally will learn how to understand. There'll be no more mom and dad to say, Junior's treated oh so bad. He'll obey or get his butt kicked every day. What do you say we bring back the drought? No more being rude, no more attitude, no more pants around the knees. No more iPods, MySpace, or Nintendo, daily workouts on the
bad to say Junior's treated oh so bad He'll obey or get his butt kicked every day What do you say we bring back the draft? He'll obey or get his butt kicked every day What do you say we bring back the We continue with our countdown of the sins that will do you in. We're up to sin number three now for the week ending at December 9, 2023 with Brother Chuck and the Church of Common Sense. Can you believe the year is almost gone? Christmas is almost here, right around the corner. Sin number three this week is the sin of apathy. Don't get too complacent about what's going on or not going on in Israel. We just talked about the Ukraine situation. Well, let's move over to the next war Yes, it's considered a war, the war in Israel, Israel and the Gaza Strip. Now it has escalated into an international skirmish. Commercial ships and even a U.S. destroyer were attacked in the Red Sea. Several commercial vessels and the USS Kearney were attacked by drones and missiles in the Red Sea, according to a U.S. official, which jacks up concerns that the War is or has escalated to a wider conflict than just the Gaza Strip. The attack was claimed by Yemen's rebels who are backed by guess who? Ding, 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 Iran. Yes. And the rebels backed by Iran using money that we no doubt gave them for quote, quote, humanitarian efforts have vowed to target more vessels linked to anything to do with Israel. Now, Israel said they have begun ground operations against Hamas in the southern region of Gaza, where they had told the Palestinians living in the area, get out or we're going to bomb you. So far, they say about 75% of the Gaza population, which is equivalent to about 2 million people, are now internally displaced. They've gone somewhere else. But don't get apathetic to the whole thing because this is not going to stop anytime soon. If you ever bow down and cater to these, or crater, I should say, to these type of individuals, guess what? They're just going to keep doing it because they know that it works. Iran is involved. We knew they were involved from the, the very beginning, not as a country, but they're funding these certain type of rebels that go and do these terrorist acts. And what are we doing? Well, we're just sitting here saying, so good old-fashioned apathy. And listen, if you've noticed, I don't know if you watch the media, if you tune into the mainstream media, there's very little talk in the mainstream newscast today about what is going on or what's not going on or the war. It was all big talk for the first couple of weeks. You see, we have no resolve in the media anymore. If it's not new, shiny, and sexy, we don't want to talk about it because we don't care. We want the new, shiny, sexy things going to bring us viewers, listeners, talk, whatever. But apathy is exactly what the media is counting on because that way they don't have to talk about it. In the meantime, the terrorists supported by Iran, funded by United States dollars, which come from you and I, the wallets of the taxpayers, our own money is being used to bomb 
our U.S. ships and commercial vehicles tied to Israel from the United States. Don't be apathetic to what's really going on. Brother Chuck here from the pulpit of a Church of Common Sense. I'm a hypocrite, 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 and I don't care one hypocrite, hypocrite. It ain't what I do, what I demand of you. I'm a hypocrite. I 
continue our countdown of the sins that will do you in uh, this week from Brother Chuck's Church of Common Sense. And we near the religious seasons of Christmas and Hanukkah, depending on your religious background or faith. I cannot help but think of how the whole Israel-Palestinian conflict has exposed the sin and disease of hypocrisy that we often talk about on our podcast. You know I categorize hypocrisy as the eighth sin, but it masquerades really as a disease. And it's one that you cannot cure yourself from, it appears. And never has the disease of hypocrisy been so evident than what is going on right now in the conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And it's happening right here before our very eyes. You probably don't see this a lot if you watch the mainstream news. Fox News mentions it a wee bit, but even at Fox, it's not their head story. But almost every day somewhere in this country, in the boundaries of the United States of America, we hear of an incident, multiple incidents of threats against people because they support Israel or because they're Jewish. And these barely get an also run, as we say in the media world. You know, an also run is there's a main story, main story, and there's also this. Well, this is in the also this category. But yet every day all throughout America, on college campuses, in public places, the Jewish people or the people who sympathize with the Jewish people and the Israelis in their plight of what's going on in their world are criticized, they're threatened, and yet we say very little about it. Now, to gauge just how hypocritical this is, let's try an experiment here. Apparently, it's okay to say, hate the Jews, kill the Jews, punish the Jews. Because that's being done all around America, and there's very little uproar about it. Now, granted, the Jews may be small in number as concerned by a world population, but let's think about something for a second. Instead of hate the Jews, kill the Jews, punish the Jews, why don't we replace Jews with a few other words? How about the Japanese? Hate the Japanese, kill the Japanese. Punish the Japanese. Oh, my God. surely you can't mean that. What about the Mexicans? Hate the Mexicans. Kill the Mexicans. Punish the Mexicans. Let's get into religion. Hate the Catholics. Punish the Catholics. Kill the Catholics. Hate the Baptists. Punish the Baptists. Kill the Baptists. Hate the Mormons. Punish the Mormons. Kill the Mormons. Let's get into sexual preferences. Hate the gays. Punish the gays. Kill the gays. Hate lesbians. Punish the lesbians. Kill the lesbians. Hate transgender people. Punish transgender people. Kill transgender people. How about this? Hate fat people. Punish fat people. Kill fat people. 
And last, but certainly not least, hate black people, punish black people, kill black people. <gasps> yes, you see, all we've done is take a perfectly acceptable term, apparently by the standards we're living under today in our hypocrisy world in the United States, we've taken one word and, and, and replaced it. Hate Jews, kill Jews, punish Jews. That's okay. Hate blacks, kill blacks, punish jacks. <laughs> Hate transgender, punish gender, transgender, kill gender. <laughs> but hate Jews, kill Jews, punish Jews. That's okay. And it's being done every day, and nobody says rarely a thing about it. Not even that. They don't report it most of the time. Nothing more than good old-fashioned hypocrisy. Is it wrong? It is absolutely wrong. Is it being accepted? Unfortunately, yes. Because our number two sin of the week is the sin and the disease of hypocrisy. And it may be the most dangerous trend running rampant in the United States of America today. This here's candidate Jack Urown saying, if you vote for me, I'll be the bestest friend you ever had. Well, they out there shaking hands, making promises, kissing babies, smiling, begging lines, slapping backs. Till they get voted in, then they make a whole bunch of new friends, change their minds and say, you know what, we got to have another time. Well, howdy, folks. This here is candidate Jack a year round, and I am here because I'm not your normal, everyday politician. I believe in what you believe in. I want what you want. I'm going to work real hard for you people. I will never lie to you because Jack you round loves you. When you elect them, you can't expect them. To do what they don't remember saying For they was voted in when you elect them You can't expect them To expect you to vote for them again Well, they get on TV, they take to Twitter Say, I got you back, I ain't no quitter And next thing you know, they're saying, it ain't my fault They tell you all about what they gonna do they're gonna work real hard for you. They won't be compromised and they can't be bought. Hey folks, this is your old friend Jack you around here. Now y'all know I'm just one man. It takes a lot of people to get things done and it takes a lot of time. I know I said I'd never lie to you, but you know sometimes when you see things through different eyes, the truth has to be somewhat modified. When you elect them, expect them to do what they don't remember saying for they was voted in when you elect them you can't expect them to expect you to vote for them again yes sir now look i know that it's been almost four years and your water still stinks and it's brown and basically and well there ain't been nothing done but you got to understand jack Round is on your side. I promise you, you give me four more years, we're gonna get this matter taken care of. And when you elect them, you can expect them to expect you to vote for them again.
folks, Jackie Round has always been in this for me. I, I mean for you, for you, I mean it for you. Oh, oh, Lord, Lord, I don't think y'all love me anymore. Uh, would you please like my Facebook page, though, anyway? Our number one sin of the week this week is the good old-fashioned sin of ignorance. You know, we talk about the seven sins that will do you in here from the Church of Common Sense and Brother Chuck's Common Sense Revival. And they are, of course, arrogance, pride, deception, greed, laziness, apathy. Occasionally we talk about the eighth sin, which masquerades as the disease of hypocrisy. But the sin that always leads all the other sins out of the gate of the sins that will do you in is the sin of ignorance. Because if you don't know no better, you ain't going to get no better. And the government, believe me, wants and needs your ignorance. They crave your vote. Once they get your vote, they'll take your money. But what they really need to keep doing what they're doing is your ignorance. Don't be deceived by what's really going on. Of course, the big money maker and the big decision maker this week that was under the microscope was George Santos. It turns out, though, that Santos, when he exited by expulsion from Congress, was ready to go and had already said he wasn't going to run again anyway. And he's not alone. Many of the nation's lawmakers are so put out with politics and the chaos in Washington, they're quitting as well. So far, this month alone, 13 members of Congress have announced they're not even going to run for another term. That's the highest number in over a decade. Many retiring lawmakers are citing dysfunction and the lack of efficiency in governing as reasons for their leaving. Of the 20 Democratic lawmakers leaving their House seats, nine are running for Senate. Granted, they want more money in a longer term. They don't want to have to run for election every two years. You know, Congress runs every two years, the Senate every six. But listen, this could shift the balance of power. Most departing lawmakers will likely be replaced by members of their own party, but there are a couple of seats that could flip. Virginia, West Virginia, several more could flip. Quitting, though, many people say, is just another way that lawmakers are out of step with the public. In the years since the pandemic fueled great resignation, workers in the private sector have been staying put, forcing companies to adjust hiring plans and budgets. This is all according to the Wall Street Journal. And then there's the George Santos situation. Santos, charged with conspiracy, wire fraud, false statements, falsification of records, aggravated identity theft, and credit card fraud, was expelled from Congress. Now, he's been charged. He hadn't been convicted. He was just charged. But before that, Santos says he wasn't going to run again anyway. Now, granted, Santos, a Republican, is probably being courted by the Democratic Party. Hell, with that kind of record, he may even wind up on the Supreme Court. But don't be deceived by what's really going on. Every member of Congress that says they're retiring, not going to run again, whatever, has already been there long enough to cut a deal with whoever they need to cut a deal with. Remember, D.C. is nothing more than one large networking party where everybody knows everybody, everybody owes everybody, and they use those favors 
to get a job as a lobbyist or get a job as a connection supported by taxpayer money. So don't think for one moment. Don't be ignorant of what's really going on. You don't have to do the job these days. All you got to do is get elected. Once you get elected, you make the inside connections in Washington, D.C., and you are set, if you do it right, for life. Sure, you can spend a few years up there, quote, quote, saying you serve the public. You can run for election. You can be popular, but that only increases your popularity, which gets you more clout, which gets you, in the end, more money. So... Don't be ignorant of what's really going on. They may be quitting Congress, but they ain't quitting the suck on the taxpayer teat. Okay? Once you get there and learn how easy it is, you don't ever give that up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Once you elect them, all they want to do is get elected again. And then when they've been elected enough, they turn that election into making money off the taxpayers some other way. The sin of ignorance, our number one sin of the week. Brother Chuck here from the pulpit of a church of common sense. Well, welcome to the church of common sense. It's a gathering place for all who believe. The truth is going to come out in the end. Sure ain't got nothing up his sleeve You already know the song So come on, sing along Shout hallelujah and amen The world's gone crazy, yes it's true Thankfully there's me and you Join the few in the church of common sense Now everywhere you look There's sin, sin, sin Oh, there ain't nobody happy anymore This world has got its problems And we all want to solve them Hey, but it ain't nobody's fault That's for sure That old golden rule It don't apply Unless you be the one with the most gold They'll call you a fool If you don't buy into the lie that you have been told So welcome to the church of common sense It's a gathering place for all who believe All the truth is gonna come out in the end Yeah, and the preacher ain't got nothing up his sleeve You already know the song Join right in, sing along Say hallelujah and amen The world's gone crazy, yes it's true Thankfully there's still a few like me and you In the church of common sense See if you don't know, know better You won't get no better That's what your enemies be counting on As long as they can keep you in the dark they can't keep on with their keeping on All they're proud of the attention that you give them mm, Just like the monkeys at the zoo But when you give them your vote They're gonna take your money And they're gonna make a monkey out of you Hey, so welcome to the church of common sense 
that's a gather place for all who believe that the truth is gonna come out in the end. And the preacher ain't got nothing up his sleeve. You already know the song, so come on, sing along. Shout hallelujah and amen. World's gone crazy, yes it's true Thankfully there's me and you To join the few at the Church of Common Sense Oh, the world's gone crazy, yes it's true But there's room on this back pew For me and you And the Church of Common Sense